0: Today, Steve and I talk about money. What role has money played in our lives? How will it look for us in uh, the future, and years to come? Um, what happens if we would get rich? How would that change our lives? What is our mentality towards money? And are we prepared to lose some, to gain some, to give it away? Are we thankful for money or do we take it as a given? Do we feel entitled or are we um, thinking of it as a mere means to an end? Um, How much do we know about the history of money and how central banks work? How is uh, money misused and how is money used wisely? What can we learn from uh, the examples of others and what do we want to tell our audience about money? These are topics of our uh, today's discussion, enjoy. So let's talk about money. Uh, maybe you you remember that. <laughs> yes, the dough, the cash, the yeah. what else? <laughs>
1: yeah, cl- uh, old school clams. Uh, what term for money?
0: I can think of a lot more words in German than English. Anyway,
1: Ch- cheddar. I think cheddar was one. The, the, okay. yeah. the,
0: the green. Yeah, that's it. Um, maybe you remember that if, if you. Uh, weeks ago, when I when I start or months by now, I started talking to you about cryptocurrencies and how I'm, I'm having fun um, with trading them. I told you that I'm afraid of becoming rich. You know, not that it's going to happen anytime soon, but I told you that as I'm building wealth, um, I am afraid of what I might turn into. Yeah. and I think you sympathized with that because you, I guess you, did you share the belief that rich people are evil and if you become evil, uh, if you become rich, then you might automatically turn evil?
1: Yeah, so uh, I could talk about money and just power in general, Mm -hmm. I think that that conversation, but yes, it's so easy um, when you get wealth to fall into the trap of, I worked hard for this, it's mine. I did this and that's you know that's fair enough in, in a, to a degree but so many people who get wealthy then look down on others who aren't because they think oh they're not working as hard uh, they're lazy or whatever where that's complete a complete fallacy and complete lie because someone working three jobs um, just to make ends meet who have you know kids or whatever else are completely different circumstances and maybe not as privileged as someone else who has um made loads of money. Was it, oh wait, hang on, was it I was talking about um was it the Twitch streamer that I'd come across who was giving lots of praise to the Kardashians? I don't that. is like, it know. you that I was talking about? No, okay. Well, this, hmm. this was a fascinating thing. Where he was like, um, he was going off on one about how the Kardashians have, you know, turned. Um, like a hundred million that previously when they first started out, they, their parents had inherited or had made about a hundred million from different things. And they've turned it into like a billion through TV show, through investment, through just being celebrities and fashion stuff and whatever else. And he was like, yeah, you know, you can't fault them, you know, for, for, for all the hard work they've put in. And cause you know, that they've done what they've done. And I was just like, no, like if I had 100 million, I'm sure I could turn it into a billion pretty easy. If I have 10 pounds, it's a lot harder to turn 10 pounds into, say, a thousand pounds than it is to turn 100 million into a billion because you've already got that initial start. Mm-hmm. Having 100 million, it takes very it takes a lot less effort and grind and um, endurance and all sorts of those kind of words to actually make more money. And that's why the poor stay poor, because it's very hard for people who don't have money to, again, invest it, to put it into a scenario that makes them more money. Money breeds money. So the more money you have, the more money you can make. And I just, I just, I, I, I unfollowed him. I was like, you're an idiot. Like, I was just like, this is, I get where you're coming from. I do understand where he's coming from, but it just really wound me up because so many people that are impoverished have it so much worse off.
0: Yeah, so, I, I didn't follow the Kardashians a lot, uh, but, but from what I did see, uh, I was at least happy to see that all of the three older daughters are um, entrepreneurial. They, yeah, they're smart. They, they do put in work. Yeah. I don't like the things that they represent or sell. You know, yeah. a lot of it is uh, beauty and fashion, um, which is okay. But I, I think they're quite excessive. Um, and, and they're so influential. I mean, the the one of them, um, I can't remember her name. If I, I read that when she promotes something on Twitter, just with one tweet, she will make millions, uh, you know, if, if it's a good and popular product, because yeah. so many millions of people follow her and will just do what she does and yeah, it's I can... sad how inf- influencible what's the word how um how easy uh people follow yeah um celebrities and i, I don't like the concept of celebrating um people anyway you know un- yeah. unless they're really humanists i guess you could call them
1: yeah it's it's a strange scenario that i've always been very confused with my whole life but it's that kind of entrepreneurship is different than the kind of entrepreneurship that I want because that entrepreneurship requires again you talk about the product and what they're giving to me again it's just my opinions and stuff is very shallow because again it's a, it's a perfume or it's a fashion thing yeah. that lasts that it's not it's not a long-lasting healthy um, whether spiritually healthy or physically healthy or whatever mentally healthy Um, product and it requires again poorer people to give their money to make rich people even richer yeah like I I don't like that I don't like that at all and if I was in their position again like we talked about right at the start the fear is that would I become that person would I become someone who actually gets greedy and is quite happy to manipulate the masses to Mm. give me their money because I like money. Or if if that's how I became. Because right now, couldn't care. But you you don't know how you're going to be if you suddenly have lots of money.
0: Yeah, right, right. But uh, fortunately it doesn't happen suddenly, in my case at least. And so I am working on... um, you know, the the character traits that are necessary to to um, treat it responsibly. Um, One difference I've learned to make um, is. Where does your money come from? What is the the purpose of your uh, business? And I got this the first time from the book by Alan Watts called The Science of Getting Rich or something to that effect. Which is, I think, a hundred years old, uh, but it's it's still very very um, relevant. So, uh, the the one the main thing I took away from that book was there are two kinds of rich people: those who exploit others to get their wealth, you know, to you know, they take wealth from others. They will um, abuse them. They will, like you said, manipulate them. And the second is um, you, you build up yourself by building up others. So you, you want to, and, and this is my goal, I want to empower others with my business or with my um, dealings, Investment. interaction. Yeah, yeah I, I want to have the kind of influence on people that shows them how they can get out of their predicament. And so th- before you can do that, you need some of your own life experience. And if you start out rich, then you will very likely skip that part, or you know take take quite a while before you hit rock bottom and and realize that there is more to life than just making money, and you also need to work on your own personality. So one of the first rich people that I followed, uh, that is, I read his books, was Robert Kiyosaki, and I think he's he's a pretty humble guy. He. Sometimes he makes a, a snide remark about other people, how they're too stupid to get rich themselves. But, but uh, for the most part, he uh, realizes that people have a head start uh, when they, uh, you know, inherit a lot of money, um, and that they are that they feel entitled, and that they build this elite, or maybe even a, an elite class, you could say, where they think they should have access to everything that other people work for. For example, a university degree. I don't know if you heard about that story one or three years ago, where it, it came out that uh, a lot of uh, rich American kids just pay to get there, to get good grades, yeah. uh, and it, it got exposed. And and so that, that was just one of, of many instances where you could see how rich people um, Take shortcuts and
1: yeah the, the entitlement word, yeah the, the word entitlement is so on point like because they do they just feel that they deserve and um should be given everything because they can pay for it like that's they like, yeah they think that they can do that and again not all but again that's just a way yeah. that a lot of
0: there, there are there's a spectrum i mean the extreme is oh. I am a superior race because I'm rich. You know, I, I deserve this wealth. And people like that start wars and um, economic crises. Yes. Uh, and you could call them eugenicists because they want to <laughs> cleanse the earth of these dirty, poor people who don't contribute anything. They're better yeah. off in jail or dead.
1: And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fascinating thing that does happen. So it probably happens quite quickly, I think, to even a lot of people who come from humble backgrounds, I think. Because you get so used to having better clothing, better, um, how like housing, better stuff, and it makes you feel better. Uh, like like, well, it makes mm-hmm. you think that you're better. Like, I came across someone who name names, but a few years back, I maybe they were all always this way, but they had been making quite a bit of money in their job and. Um, investments and whatever else and they were originally I I felt when I first knew them yeah a humble lovely person who had had their had their quirks and their like attitudes that didn't seem necessarily in line with mine in terms of the as kind to people as maybe they could be but they were they were still kind to people in general um and had good attitudes about um poverty and money and then I met them a few years later and as I say, they had done really well and they were just horrible. I felt, I felt such a different aura from them um, or like attitude from them where they were just um, talking about economics and the economy and um, this attitude that it's like, yeah, that we just, we've talked about where it's okay to prioritize money and wealth over a human life basically. And I just, I just made me feel ill. I felt ill for the person. I was just like, that's disgusting.
0: I fortunately have tons of literature that helps me, um, you know, gain a healthy perspective of money and uh, how to approach the subject. Uh, Yeah, here's what I learned from uh, Bob Proctor and and many others. They say, um, it's really important to be thankful for what you receive. Because that will uh, keep you in uh, check, I guess. And also, the the purpose of money is to use it for wisely. You know, it, it in itself, it doesn't have value. It's it shouldn't be hoarded. Uh, I mean, obviously, there is a purpose to saving. There is a purpose to investing <clears throat> to multiply it. But you shouldn't uh, be too greedy about it. Um, and. When there's an opportunity to help someone, you should take it and, and not think that, oh, the more I help other people, the less there is for me. That is a mentality of lack and um, yeah. uh, scarcity. You should, If you have a, a, a mentality of abundance, you will always be provided for. If you are prepared to give away to, for others' uh, benefit, then you're in the right mindset, then you will always have enough. It's, it might sound unscientific, it might sound mathematically unsound, but, and I'm not old enough and experienced enough to have proven this for myself at at a large enough scale to to say that I'm convinced of this myself, but I have read it from many experts.
1: Yeah. Again, it's it's that attitude of abundance where you're, um, again, investing and providing in a positive way Rather than a negative way, I guess. But like, we've talked again about kind of like the ethical side of, you know, doing right or wrong with money. But we've touched on just then about the reality of wealth. And I am always fascinated by the fact that it doesn't exist. Like, it's not real. <laughs> yes. Like, it's, it's just paper that represents a value that we give value to or that somebody else gives value to. Like, it's, it's, it's all just a myth that we create.
0: That's
1: true. Um, I'm always fascinated by that concept. It, it hurts my brain a little bit to try and understand it. Um, but, like, for example, and I watched this this week, and this is a really weird example to use, but it's, very, it's a very Stephen example to use. So stumbled across this video on YouTube about Pokemon cards. Okay, now bear with me. Pokemon cards, they have change in value depending on who wants them. Mm-hmm. Now, this guy had bought the first edition um, box set from someone around the world and he spent like $400,000 on it. One card? Uh, a box, a box of first edition cards. It hasn't okay. been opened, so it's been mm-hmm. sealed when it's first been bought. And it had for 21 years, it sat there and inside are first edition cards. Some might be shiny, some might be like non-shinies and they have different value depending on which card they are, and which Pokemon they are, because that's what people put their, um, the value on which which Pokemon it is. And he spent four hundred thousand dollars on this, mm-hmm. opened it up, found a bunch of really cool cards that have really good value, and were like, it was really exciting. Then he decided he wanted to buy every single box on the planet he, he could find. But what he had done is he had now placed a value of these boxes at 400,000 because no one else has spent that much money on them before. Before that, they were like 20, 50, 100,000. But he himself had shot himself in the foot by putting new value on it. And he talks about this in the video where he's like, I did this to myself. And it's fascinating that again, how easy it is to do that with something like a Pokemon card and that has no value in itself, it's just a bit of card. Yeah. But people, being humans as we are, we put value on different things. And it's that they're putting value on the nostalgia of Pokemon, on the excitement of all this kind of stuff. And I guess maybe that's how stocks and shares work. I don't know because I've never really understood how the stock market functions because it's all mm. and economies. Because when people the investors go oh, the economy's on a downturn, that's when it becomes a downturn. If they had said, (laughs) oh, it's fine, everything's going to be fine, it would be fine. And I don't understand how that's possible Mm -hmm. and why that happens.
0: Um, You're talking about self-fulfilling prophecies, right?
1: Yeah, basically, with the economies, because a lot of the time, not always, obviously, but these days, a lot of it is actually because investors pull out or whatever, and they're worried that things are going to go bad. And that's why they go bad. And um, it just yeah, it just. It's complex. Me. I,
0: I don't want to try to explain it. I, uh...
1: No, that's, that's fine. But it, again, I don't need to explain it. But it just as a as my, me personally as a everyday human being, um, just finds it very bizarre. And I try to understand it, but sometimes it's best for me to just go, okay, move on, Stephen, because <laughs> it's like you're I'm dealing with real and non-real concepts that just, yeah, I don't understand.
0: I uh, have studied the history of money a little bit. I don't understand everything about the history or, or about the stock market, but enough to get active myself. Um, not in the stock market, but in the cryptocurrencies, uh, which are more accessible in the sense of it um, doesn't matter how small of an investment you make. You don't have to be an accredited investor. Um, all you need is a smartphone or, or a computer to get started. Yeah. You don't need a 10-digit sum or something uh, before they even allow you to invest.
1: Yeah. Um, talk, talk, talk to me about how you got started then. Like, um, I the cryptocurrency stuff is fascinating because it's potentially the way um, forward.
0: I'm not sure if there was one event, but I do remember distinctly deciding to and a half years ago that I'm going to understand what money is. I had somehow realized that it's kind of like you just said there, it's real and not real and imaginary. And it depends on people's moods and decisions and what people are prepared to pay for something. Um, And so slowly, I I didn't spend a lot of time on this uh, initially, but, but I started to listen to some Uh, YouTube videos. I started reading books. And I guess the first books I got into were Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then um, Increasing Your Financial Intelligence. No, Increasing Your Financial IQ. And so uh, he wasn't into cryptocurrency at that time. But the principles are the same. You, You need to know about... The nature of money. Before you get into this, ideally, anyway, it's it's still yeah. uh, surprising how many experts, like say uh, brokers and traders, uh, don't know what the what the national money system is, or the or the international market, or the, or the history of money. Yeah. And so, let, let me just share one uh, important insight, um, and I'll also make uh, digital um, information products on, uh, products on this. I will. Be making some videos explaining about money uh, and cryptocurrencies to ease people into the cryptocurrency markets. I, I want to encourage could, more more people to get into it.
1: Yeah, like, I I want to get more involved, and I think that would be really helpful for me personally if you do that. And a yeah. lot of people. I think.
0: Okay, you'll be one one of the first uh, people I, sh- I share it with then. I appreciate um, that. So about about the um, the origin of money. You've probably heard that precious metals like gold and silver have been used for millennia as mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's it called, tender, legal tender, or, I don't, that's probably a modern term, um, just currency.
1: A, a, a value system, I guess. Yeah,
0: um. yeah, and, and they still are. I, uh, I'm now watching the, the prices of gold and silver because I'm told they might shoot up soon uh, when when the current uh, monetary system and the stock market crash <laughs> and the real estate market is supposed to be crashing soon and they're only being kept up artificially by printing new money all of the time. Yes. Um, but let's talk about America since it has shaped the, the world in the last um, 200 years or uh, since its inception really. Um, gold used to be something that you keep in a vault or, you know, si- since it's unsafe to keep in your own possession, you, you might be robbed of it. So in the, in the Middle Ages, no, sorry, before we get to America, in the Middle Ages, uh, people didn't want to carry around their gold, you know, yeah. their, their riches because it was too heavy and they could be robbed on the way or at home. So they kept it in a vault uh, in, in an institution which later became called a bank and the the bank gave the the rich person who left his gold there an iou note or you know some contract saying this paper certifies that this gold belongs to you and you can pick it up anytime from our vault yeah and that piece of paper became symbolic of money it became so symbolic that in 1971 the link between the paper and the the precious metal in the vault was Cut, yeah. And the paper itself became the money, and it became the bills that we know nowadays.
1: is that the, is that the Federal Bank stuff is that, um...
0: no, I'm, I'm talking about everyday fivers and tenors. Yeah, are the new version of the old IOUs that the gold vaults would would hand out to you, and and yes, um, it's important to talk about the the Federal Reserve as well, or um, you know that's what the central bank in America is called, uh, but but every country has their own. Wasn't it?
1: I I thought it was them that pushed for that to be changed. Is that am I I mistaken? Uh, In in what way exactly? Well, some institution um, pushed for the values to change um, because it basically benefited them. Where again, gold was no longer the actual value anymore.
0: That that description could apply to several events. Anyway, uh, in the '30s, it was illegal for Americans to own gold. Was it the '30s? I'm not sure. And and it got confiscated by the government. It, you know, well, it got force bought by the government for a low price, and then the government just decided to us uh, to set a new value for gold at quite a bit higher. I don't know the exact numbers. So that was really weird. But but they they needed to. Um, somehow bring back the uh, stability into the economy and and that was one way of doing it. Um, I'm still sketchy on the details as you can tell but the the big thing in in 1971 was was by Nixon when he said you no longer have access to gold for your dollar bills. Uh, I I don't know the exact wording uh, on the bill before and after that but a dollar bill used to be an IOU uh, promising yeah. you that the government will hand you gold uh, at the value of, of the bills that you give them. And so it, let, let's just say gold has value. That, that in itself is, is weird as well. But, yeah. and, and therefore, so if, if this piece of paper is tied to this amount of gold, then yes, I guess it has value. But if suddenly someone says, um, someone just decides for the entire nation and, and by extension for the world, that that's no longer how bills work. Now the bills are just valuable in themselves and you no longer have access to the gold yeah, that back it gave, then.
1: It gave them the license to print money. That is that's not, right. Isn't that how, yeah, that's how it's phrased.
0: That's right. And what happens when more money is introduced into the system? devalues it yeah because more dollars are chasing the same amount of products and services yeah so all the money already in existence loses in value and the new money that is counterfeit or artificial is supposed to have the same amount of value so it means that anyone who had savings just got robbed that that's how i see the the printing of money anyway yeah and if, if the government actually used the, the new fake money for um, good things, then maybe I would be in favor of it. I don't know. Yeah. But, but right now, it's just robbing the wealth of the people who actually work to create value of their mm, labor and savings. And yeah. then so that the, the new money suddenly has a part of that value and can be used for wars or or to bail out banks who, who did stupid things with your savings.
1: Yeah, they should be the ones being punished. but They're not, they're the ones being held, it's bizarre.
0: Right. Yeah, you, you should see when, whenever uh, the American central bank prints trillions of new dollars, where that money actually goes to. Yes, people might get $120 checks in the mail, but that's a pittance, that's pennies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and the rich get a lot richer. Because even though you might get get dollars, you you're not getting new value. You know they're they're giving you less than they're taking from you. It's just that most people don't have enough um, financial education, and, and some even claim that this is not taught at universities on purpose, so that people stay ignorant of how money works, so that they can be exploited
1: better. Well, yeah, like it's a constant joke is that you know we went to high school, we went to university, and I still people still don't know how to do their taxes or um, mm-hmm. how things like ba- basic stuff like a moral, like a mortgage. Everyone's supposed to have a mortgage at some point. That's that's life. You know, you get mm-hmm. um, you know a house and have to get a mortgage. I don't know how that works. Like, and then everyone that I've all the friends I've had who've got mortgages are just like we never got taught this stuff and how this works. Yeah. Like,
0: and, end and of the it's
1: fascinating. Yeah, it's fascinating. But like, going looping it around a little bit um, discussion and that's I guess why you want to learn about money and why I have ideas myself of how to live outside or within the, um, the system but create our own system within the system so you are investing in you know and working in cryptocurrency you've you've researched about how money works to therefore learn how to use it wisely and help you um, not fall into the same trap, I guess.
0: Right. So, yeah. I'm. I don't want to end up uh, being exploited, or uh, becoming a wage slave. That's a term that that's old, but I, you don't hear it a lot anymore. You know, people who did research this, I don't know, 50 years ago or 100 years ago, even, you know, came up with the term because when you're a, a regular employee, you pay almost half of of what you get in taxes to um, fund things that you're not really in favor of. Yeah. Uh, You know, there are various ways how how you can be exploited. And so I have become self-employed. I registered for that nearly a year ago, I think. Um, I haven't done a lot of business. I don't have business partners or anything. I'm still learning. Uh, yeah. but I don't want to be taken advantage of. I want to use money for good things, like we said, to, to help people in need, to empower people. I want to help educate people so that they will not be enslaved either. Yeah. And yes, I support the new technology that is attempting, it's not perfect, but it's attempting to build something next to the current monetary system, not to attack it, really. you know, yeah. I, I am not interested in in voting in people you know, or, or changing politicians' minds to yeah. legislate something that actually makes sense for people monetarily. I want something new to be built. And then everyone, once they see how, how great it is, will flock to it. And the current system will collapse because it needs everyone to comply and to give away their money basically, or yeah. give away their labor, their life, their energy. <laughs> I want people to, to savor those things and, and to use them for good. So many people hate their jobs, don't even yeah. see any value in what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So that is a sad state. And yes, a lot of it comes from ignorance, but also just being exploited. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, we-
1: it's, it's, it's the system, isn't it? It's the matrix. Of, you know, it's, it's so difficult to rise above and break free of the chains. Like it, as I, I talked about right at the start, where again, turning 10 Pounds into a thousand pounds is a lot harder than t- turning a million into a billion. Like, sorry, a t- hundred million into a billion. It's and they keep us there, you know, it's. It's so difficult, but it's possible. It is possible to to find escape. ways. Yeah. Uh,
0: right. So one thing. I, it's, I, and I it's like, freedom. Isn't it? Sorry, go on. That's right. That's right. Financial freedom is, is something I want for myself and for everyone. And I believe um, uh, financial intelligence is necessary. Uh, It's it's not the only thing you need. Obviously, you need opportunity. You need people uh, to actually do business with. But you should never try to exploit others in order to elevate yourself. Um, What was I saying? Oh, right. There are so many new opportunities. And the one I I wrote you about yesterday that I'm still looking into myself is gaming. Um, There is a game on the engine blockchain called Lost Relics. And I've had the desire in the back of my mind for several years now to go back and play Diablo. I played Diablo 2, Lord of Destruction, when I was a teenager and loved it. And this game is apparently a lot like it. And I read something about people earning $17 per hour who play it. I don't know exactly if there's a steady income or... If it's, I think it's rather that you, you um, earn, you discover, you accrue yeah. um, rare objects that you can sell. Uh, I think that's how they make money. I still need to learn more about it. But I thought since you spend a lot of time, well, I imagine you spend a lot of time gaming, maybe that would be something for you.
1: Yeah, And it's relative. not a lot,
0: but it could be something like, if, if that's how you spend your time anyway, you might as well be making
1: money. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, and, and and that's what you know. Twitch has provided for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and YouTube, where it's like they they gamed anyway, and now they game by and, and money with, with viewership. Um, Twitch was
0: big. Twitch was bought by Amazon, yeah. uh, maybe two years ago. And do you know the numbers? Do they keep maybe thirty percent of all the income? I have, no, I
1: have no idea.
0: So again, I think that people are being kind of exploited. Yes, they're happy that yeah. they can do something they enjoy for uh, for an income. Uh, it's still a lot less than it could be, though. And so there again, for, for streaming your games, there are alternatives. I hear that the platform float, F-L-O-T-E dot A-P-P, will have a streaming video service. It's still in, in the very early stages. I am putting up my videos since yeah. last week on odyssey.com. Okay. Uh,
1: and that will bring in a few cents. But, but you know what? There seems to be a cycle, though. So, like, um, there seems to be a cycle of these things where it starts off cheaper and easier. So, like, you know, you had YouTube. It mm-hmm. was a good place to do videos and whatever else. And then they, you know, and then Twitch comes along and it starts off um, better for the user like the, um, the streamer mm-hmm. it's, it's seen as a better place to be as a, a gaming streamer or whatever yeah. and then over time the privilege to use the um, the platform of, of say Twitch becomes more expensive because it becomes more popular and they can make more money and I'm always fascinated by that and then eventually something else will come along and replace that by being um provide more for the, the 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 streamer or whatever. And then the same cycle keeps kind of happening every sort of like 10 years, I think, at the moment. Cause again, YouTube was around for a long time. It's still around obviously. But for like streaming, Twitch, I think has been around for about five years maybe. Yeah. Um, at least. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, actually- I know what
0: you mean. It, those systems get co-opted. Yeah. Um like Google's uh, motto is no longer do no evil, <laughs>
1: like it used to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Um, um, but like Amazon buys it. People, people, again, people buy things up. Uh, the big companies absorb them. Right, and it's always fascinating because I always wonder what the original investors then do afterwards, or the original sorry, the original creators then do. So, go, kind of a moral ethic chat where it's like, well, if you sell your company for a billion or whatever, or several billion, do do you like to a bigger company? Um, like Amazon or Disney or whatever if you then invest that money back in to help other people is that okay like like, it's what, what becomes the again the where do you draw the line between selling out invert inverted commas um, and trying to help people can you is that you know okay or not I guess it's an all individual really isn't it but
0: yeah, I think I also grew up with the belief that, that money is dirty, and yeah. um, and it leads to bad things, but it doesn't have to be.
1: No, no. Um,
0: but again, it, it takes vigilance, uh, education, to make sure that that doesn't happen, uh, and just staying in touch with everyday people. You know, not sacrificing that's, your your friendships for it, for example. That's yeah, yeah. When you when your friends start saying things like, "Oh, you've changed," then and I th- it's time to look in the mirror and, and uh, reevaluate yeah. priorities. Yeah. Because, yes, Sorry, you can do a lot about it. Like, I, I hear, so I, I'm single, but I, there's something I want to be careful about once I uh, become a husband and a father. And that is, um, so I, I was warned by this already when I was a teenager that, that a lot of fathers and husbands put more and more time into their jobs. And it's it's for various reasons. Maybe because they feel uh, not appreciated enough, and they they want to make more monies to to feel more valuable. or Something like that is often the, the reason, and they're not aware of it so much. And also, what, it's,
1: it's it, they they have to feel like they have to keep providing more and more for their family often, and they get lost in that concept of not actually providing the fatherly care. Right, and so they they, they get the value from oh, I just got my kids the, the latest uh, iPad or whatever because I'm working harder and working more. So I need to work more to then provide better things for them. And it's, again, the intrinsic um, things rather than the actual parenting in yeah. time
0: with you, your child. You build up this wrong value system where you, where you think yes. you're actually doing it for them, but that's not what they want. I mean, yes, you need money to survive. And and you need to provide for your family, for them to survive. But yeah. it's important to, I guess, interview them or to, to mm-hmm. have a, an inventory every so often to see whether um, you're actually meeting all the other needs as well.
1: Yeah, if they're happy and becoming well-rounded individuals and not yeah. spoiled little brats. Because <laughs> like, um, it's so easy to do. Because, you know, again, you can give them, you can give them all these things and them still be happy, well-rounded people. But if you're not around, if, they, if these mm-hmm. products, them, you know? Um, again, we're kind of talking from um, the other side of the fence where we don't actually have kids or anything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you can observe enough as a, as a human being to make these comments. Because some people would be like, oh, you don't have kids, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. But it's like
0: yeah, it's, it's not from experience, it's, it's something, it's advice that has been passed on to me from yeah. Others, others that happens. yeah, that that I keep in the back of my mind for the day that it does apply to me, so that I yeah. don't fall into that trap.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. Because that, because that's to us as individuals, that's what's most important. That's what we value. Um, is again having a good relationship with potential children and other individuals. Um, and, yeah, you know, I invest
0: in my future by preparing for it. Um, Not just financially, but also these, you know, trying to gain some, some wisdom, (laughs) not just from uh, making mistakes, but also from the advice from others. I think that's valuable. Yes. Uh, We, we try to pass on advice uh, in this podcast, even though we don't have
1: that much, you know, life experience ourselves. Well, we, we don't have tangible life experience. You know, we don't, like, we don't have, again, we're not rich. We don't. Um, We can't, on paper, write it down and be like, hey, this is the evidence of our success, as it were. But we could write down all the experiences we've had that has given us wisdom. And wisdom, in my opinion, is far more valuable than, again, being able to buy someone a car, for example. Um, Right. And it allows to give you, money gives you experiences or having the freedom to give you experiences because obviously that costs That's true places obviously we're in a pandemic so therefore we can't you know do things but money gives in its current form gives freedom doesn't it
0: so that's true and unfortunately
1: I, shouldn't, it shouldn't but you know it,
0: let's also talk about debt uh, when i was 15 or so i bought a playstation and went into debt for that uh that wasn't on a bank account fortunately but with the account i had with my father he uh, yeah. he was a bank for us children yeah uh, it gave us generous interest um, mm-hmm. and for my sisters they didn't take so much advantage of it they uh, they weren't uh, as good at saving as i was um, and so i got good interest but i also overdrew once to to buy a playstation and that was the only time i've, I've ever been in debt yeah but i uh, it must be a, a, like a prison when when you can barely pay the monthly interest or yearly interest, and you wonder whether you're ever going to be free of it if you don't see you know, radical changes in your job life yeah. or, or whatever income you have.
1: The psychology behind that is interesting because I, I'm in debt, I've got a fair amount of debt, and for years would worry about it and feel like it's a prison and wonder how I'm gonna get out of this and, you know, whatever else. But until... But that's because I was worried about more, I guess. So I was like, okay, how do I get out of this so I can then get a bigger flat or a a car again or whatever? How do I get out of this so I can then provide um, or get to more things? You know, it traps you in that respect. It traps you that you can't, again, have the freedom to go on holiday or... go do other things because that money has to go on paying off the debts and that would depress me a lot it wasn't until i got to the point where i was like actually i can provide food on the table i can and some people can't when they're in debt so that's you know that's fair enough but as an individual um granted it's not the best best quality food it's the cheapest i can find but um you know and i've got um i can have warm showers and I can treat myself to a computer game every so often. That's my luxury. Um, or you know, go out with friends and stuff. Then once I started thinking that in those respects, it didn't no longer felt like a prison. It no longer felt like I no longer worried about it. At some point, it'll sort itself out. I'm being as proactive as I can be in my circumstances to get rid of it. Um because like you, I had a family member who was my bank. So like, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't as sensible as you. I would withdraw quite often mm-hmm. because I would find something that I wanted that was nice and flashy and then just be like, hey, so-and-so, can I borrow this amount of money to get this and I'll pay you back later? And they were incredible. They were always like, yeah, sure. And because they knew I'd, I would pay them back, like that was the thing. I did. I've always paid them back. Um, again, with extra on top quite often just to kind of be like, Hey, thanks kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I, I, when I got ill and couldn't earn the money to pay back to them, I was really, I felt really bad. I was like, Mm. okay, rubbish. So then I started like, you know, I managed to finally last year pay that person back and it felt, you know, it felt amazing to be able to do that. Um, But the current debt I have isn't going anywhere. I'm lucky that it's not going to suddenly bailiffs are going to come to my door and take all my stuff. I guess that's, that's different because that happens to a lot of people where yeah. it's that bad. I'm talking about a couple of thousand here, whereas a lot of people get into 20, 30, 40,000 pounds worth of debt. So yeah. that's the typical debt these days, I think, within least Britain anyway. Um, so my debt is minimal compared to a lot of people's. But my, when my attitude changed, I felt free and happy. I still do my best to pay it off. But it, again, it was the mental perspective. Because I can't change it. I literally, I cannot wave a wand and do this. I can do my best. But...
0: Well, it's amazing that you've been able to, um, to stem that weight. Uh, a yeah. lot of people suffer... Uh, mentally you know their mental yeah. health declines because they yeah. they feel uh, constantly crushed and yeah. if the, it reminds me of, of some of the webinars that I watch by billionaire uh, not millionaires um, you know giving investment advice uh, for example and and obviously I don't just follow any millionaire but but those that I um, look up to um, and it's it's amazing to hear them talk similarly to that. And they, I remember one saying, um, I care about helping people have a full fridge. Yeah. I, I don't care about like how many rich clients I have. That's nice. And I, I do work with rich people and, and big companies. But I have founded this company, Market Peak, it's called, um, to help as many people as possible to, to put food on the table and, and to not be a slave. i thought wow that's amazing that's that's the relationship i want to have with money
1: that's the dream isn't it that's the dream
0: (laughs) so it's apparently it's possible to uh to do more with less uh through cryptocurrency Um, i am very hopeful for the technology because it is more decentralized than current systems you don't have to trust people as much you don't have to like give them all your money and hope that you'll get it back and that they'll actually do what they say. Um, Yesterday, I was trying to explain decentralization to my mother and I said it's like a presidential candidate that actually does what he says, (laughs) which never happens (laughs) in in reality, but um, like I was trying to tell her why do we still need a person to be a leader at an organization or, or a country when when we can trust a program so much more. And that's how blockchain works. Like you, it, it's like a, a law or a, a rule. You know, a program is, is like a rule book that, that runs itself and no one can stop it from running. It, it's yeah. not dependent on any weak, corrupt person that you can bribe. Um, yeah. It actually just does what it's supposed to because it's not a person and everyone knows what it does because the code is open source. Obviously not everyone can understand the code, but if you wanted to, you could look at it and you can check and and all the transparency of the transactions. So that's why I'm I'm hopeful that this new system will be a paradigm shift. Yeah. It it
1: levels the playing field. It levels the playing field because again, uh, as you talk about, again, the corruption that can happen and has happened and does happen every day at the higher levels. Like, the um, the prime example recently was, the, is it GameStop or GameShop, yeah. whatever it's called? where the GameStop stock, yeah. Yeah, that's the prime example of how corrupt it all is. It's like, the lesser-down people invest together, make a bunch of money and get told they can't because it's they're like, oh, it's not the way you should do these things. But yet, the higher up people with hedge funds can do it all the time, like it's nuts. So they're they're allowed to do it all the time. But if the common people do it, then no, no, you can't do that. That's illegal. That's wrong. And it's like they're trying to
0: protect us from our own ignorance or uh, fallibility, or they don't want us to uh, become. Gambling addicts. I've heard <laughs> lots of different excuses for for why yeah. the, the the small person
1: shouldn't become a, a retail investor. And you know what? One of those people that um, on Reddit that group that uh, got all the lots of money from it. From the That's is the group.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. They, um, you know what? They bought Nintendo Switches for for a children's hospital. <laughs> so all these kids that are pretty much dying and need some entertainment in their lives before they pass on, um, he spent a fortune to do it because he wanted to give those kids some happiness in their lives and some positivity. Um, and I'm just like, like, yeah. And then you've got these people higher up that are just like, no, we're going to take away the, the, this money that you've got that you're using for good because how dare you, you know? It's, it's shocking, it's absolutely shocking.
0: Yeah. It's crazy just to, to see how much uh, potential uh, humans actually have, and how much they squander it because of, like I said in the beginning, there, there's a spectrum of um, just evil. I guess you could say, or, or at least like yeah. false false beliefs about money. Yeah. Like, like I I personally believe that that there are enough resources on the earth for everyone to be yeah. to be well off. You know, comfortable. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, often there's there is a fake or you know artificial scarcity to drive up the price of something. Or um, recently I, I've just uh, heard about uh, several inventors in the last decades have come up with ways to extract energy from the atmosphere. Not from the sun, not from fossil fuels, not from the wind or the tide, but just free energy basically. And this uh, technology then gets suppressed, it d- doesn't get its, um, uh, what's the word with P, um, pe- patent, patents. Patent. Patent. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't get uh, accepted, it, it, it's difficult to bring to the masses in, in one or another way, Yeah, uh, because they want their oil um, monopolies to be, remain intact.
1: Yes, yeah. Yep. They, they they cling and they grab onto these things that have given them money. And they stop progress. They stop progress. They stop um, because of their own greed.
0: Um, it's just amazing how much potential there is, and how much progress we could make. How I mean, how much suffering we could uh, alleviate.
1: Yeah, there's enough to go around. There's, there's there's enough you know enough food. There's enough shelter, and there's enough like technology to provide good lives for everyone why isn't that happened again human nature unfortunately um, people's again wants um, and you know there's so many factors you know, we've gone, we, you know we've touched on them in different episodes and whatever else but um, I think those that watch this or listen to this podcast um, or who will be drawn to this podcast and who are drawn to this podcast want the same things as we do I think I think um, that the the positivity, the goodness that can come from money, if we use it in the way that is again abundance, as you talk about. Like I have my own little, you know, projects that I work on that I hope will one day bring me financial, you know, benefits and um, sustainability. The hardest part is, and this was the point that I was trying to get to, was about um, belief and faith in our ability to achieve. So often, like you talked about, you want um, to help others um, gain the knowledge that you're getting, then be able to invest as well. That requires a certain amount of belief in you and um, trust in you as either a friend or you know, a person that um, deals with you. But there's a strange concept in humanity where often people that know you believe in you less because they know you, and believe more in a stranger because they don't know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's, like, and there's a Bible quote which is like a prophet has no respect in his hometown or something on right. those things. Mm-hmm. because, and that's what happens with celebrities. You know what we talked about because because we don't because people don't know them, they hero worship them and don't see. Mm-hmm. They put them on a pedestal and have this strange dynamic relationship with them where they can. Project themselves into that person's life Mm -hmm. as a fan or whatever, and value that person lots. Yet next door, they can have a friend who actually is a better person, who has wiser words to say, who has more value a long term, and they won't listen to them or they won't trust them or they won't believe in them. And I've always been absolutely fascinated by this concept because it it's one of the things that stops us from making a difference yeah. in the world. Um, I've seen it time and time again. Like I've seen it time and time again where, uh, and even myself have felt it, like somewhere in my nature when someone, a friend says, oh, I'm gonna start a business or so I'm gonna do this. And in the initial thought for some reason is, oh, you'll never be able to do that. Just, you know, just like, not because I, I, not because I don't um, love them and care for them, it's because I think that we've been manipulated in our psychology to stop each other from succeeding or working together to succeed um, through putting each other down negatively because we think it requires some magical superpower to do these things. And then my, mission, my next reaction in that point three of a second is to be like, oh no, you know what, go for it, do it. This is awesome, like, I'm excited you can do this, you know, that's my follow-up reaction because I've trained myself to actually believe in that person because anyone can do it, that is the truth, anyone can achieve financial greatness different kinds of greatness, whatever but often it does require that belief and it's, again, self-fulfilling prophecy almost in a positive way where because you believe in someone, they then believe in themselves and then achieve or we just believe in ourselves even when no one else does and then we achieve that belief is so crucial but often as i said a few minutes ago we don't apply it to others as well as we should that makes
0: sense yeah yeah celebrities are fake we only get to see the 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 chocolate side uh the, the all yeah. the successes yeah it's it's like a filter it's it's a bias and it's false um yeah. uh, you have to go through a lot of I think Steve Jobs was pretty good at, at being open about this. You have to uh, experience a lot of failure before you get to success. And I was surprised when, when I was, you know, when I decided I want to get rich, I uh, got lots of books on, on the subject. And I was surprised to see how many of them talk about uh, developing your character rather yeah. than methods on how stocks and money works. That's important too, but that's just a tiny part of what's important to work on and to read about,
1: uh, compared to. Yeah. It's a massive thing to keep going. Like you talked about earlier, where, um, if something doesn't work out the ability to then go, okay, cool. It's just a learning experience. Move on.
0: All right. Right. Yeah. I was saying that I've made my mistakes along the way, um, in, in the way of, um, losing money, uh, with cryptocurrencies, because I, misunderstood uh, how the technology works. I made some newbie mistakes and then more recently I've made mistakes that have been costlier because I entrusted uh, my money to someone to uh, trade for me, for example. Uh, I almost uh, fell for another scam where someone said he was going to help me to get my money back. <laughs> uh, oh, almost wow. Fell for that as well, um, but uh, I, I Caught the the possibility that this could be a scam just in time to stop it. Yeah, you
1: and learn it, think... adopting it into your character, and you um, adapt. Again, you don't just quit. You don't just go, okay, oh no, I made that mistake.
0: So I, in, in the moment, it was embarrassing. It, it was I felt I don't know ashamed, guilty, um, just afraid that this, this might never pan out. I I got in too deep or something. But fortunately that, that didn't last too long and I was able to come to relax uh, and to regain control of my emotions yeah. and then realize that the, the mistakes I made in the beginning uh, look small now. Uh, when I think about how much money I lost, it, I, I could remake that money in, in, in no time now. And the money that I've worked for that I've just lost recently, uh, maybe in one or two years time, I'm going to laugh about that sum. And think yeah. that oh that was just I that was just learning pains it was fine
1: yeah and he, and um, the was it the phrase you used was like um it was the payment for that learning experience right yeah it was the cost that was required for you to then instead of losing loads and loads and loads in the future through the same mistake you learned it now while you had that money now if that makes sense
0: yeah so I'd, I'd rather go through this like life of an entrepreneur and lose a lot of money, but gain even more than have a steady income as an employee. And, yeah. and that's a, a life decision that people are, uh, well, unfortunately they're not enough confronted with it, but people will come to this questions sometimes. And, and most will say, no, I like my security. I like how the government takes care of me. When yeah. in fact, it's, um, it just pretends to, uh, it actually isn't all that it seems, but we can get into that another time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of the securities that we have, uh, like pensions, for example, are um, virtual. Uh, and they're not what they seem to be. And we are like children if we trust them too much. We need to take more responsibility, grow up, not just let other people take care of us. but make progress like in our personality in our character in our um, knowledge about these things and it might take time it might be painful it might take some sacrificing it might cause ridicule but it's worth the the growth that you make
1: yeah i agree on that